welcome back to Honey or Home. Um, the topic of today's episode is Honey, the expectations are high and just like a lot of random catch-ups. Yeah, we're catching up. Me and my neck burn are here in full force. Can you show us your neck burn, please, so for those that are it's watching? It's gotten so much better. I Like, you guys can't even really see it, but I, it's just like itching now. It's in the itchy stage. And tell us what happened. Um, New Year's Eve, was it? I was curling my hair with my curling iron, like I do, and I singed my neck. So that's been the theme of the past couple weeks for me is just really nursing the neck burn. We've become very close. We've become best friends. Oh. She has a name, um, Naomi the neck burn. I just came up with that on the spot. And that's okay, honestly, but you literally have a a friend I know, with a baby named Naomi, which which I just thought of. And <laughs> what a great way to honor happy. her. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke, if you're listening, which you are, because you always say you listen to every Naomi episode. Naomi did not come out of the blue. <laughs> I, knew, I know. I couldn't think of any end names. I froze. Obviously. Mickey Jr. But before we move on, we have just a brief message from one of our favorite sponsors of all time, Bride Bright. Just like picture this. You're walking down the aisle at your wedding or, I don't know, you're giving birth to your baby in the hospital. You want to be smiling with a really bright white smile. Mike and I swear by their couples bundle. I know you guys do as well because it's the first teeth whitener I've ever used that actually doesn't make my teeth hurt. You guys know I'm a literal dental drill sergeant about teeth and having good, perfect teeth. Check it out. Use code HONEY and you'll get a fantastic 40% off. That's code HONEY at checkout. Stay up to date with Bride Bright on Instagram at Bride Bright and TikTok at Bride underscore Bright. You can even go in store to Anthropology, Saks, Bloomingdale's, Zola. And don't forget to visit their website, www.bridebright.co, co. That's bridebright.co, B-R-I-D-E-B-R-I-T-E dot C-O. Use code HONEY. First, let's cheers. To um, what? Honestly, to what? There ain't nothing to, to cheers. To just getting through the week. Honest to God, getting through the week. I like and, that. And um, to the end of dry January. I, I Like I said, I wasn't going to do it, but I tried wet January. Damp January. In a way, it's a Wednesday, so. Yeah. And it's a Tuesday for you, and you might be having a glass of wine cooking dinner right now, so. Amen. You know what? We all tried. You made it nine days. Valiant effort. Cheers to that. I think it's skunked. What a treat. (laughs) This wine bottle is two weeks old. The thing is is that I will drink it if it's old. I really don't care. John cares. John, like, smells it first, and I'm like. Really? Between the two of you, who is, like, the person at the table that the waiter goes to with the wine? Um, Usually it's. It, it's me. It's always the man. Well, it's me if it's the two of us. Really? I think because they they more often like bring it to the woman. But I have noticed that any time that we're out to dinner with a group of people, it's him. John does take charge in a group. He I've does. That. He always does the order. Well, I, I do. I realize <laughs> oh at a group dinner, not a group dinner, a double date over the weekend. Thank God the, the girl that we were with. She was similar to me where she was like, he knows what I like. I don't want to engage in banter with the waiter. So like, you know what I mean? Like he's not going to order anything I don't like. Order a bunch of stuff for the table. Like order just a bunch of stuff for everybody to try. Like you're not yeah. ordering for me. Yeah. It's just that you're like curating like a, a tasting menu for all of us. And I realized that I really like that when John does it. And I don't know if it's a little bit antiquated because I'm I guess I'm almost saying like order for me. Yeah. I love when other people do that. It's more me though. Like even if Mike is there, I take the charge with the ordering. Yeah. Okay. So like but I wish somebody else would. It depends. If there's a really strong personality, they do and I let them. Yeah. But it's usually me. If there's something I really want off of a menu, like I will say like yeah. Or now that I think about it, I, I suppose John always says, like, is there anything you want, babe, like, like that you definitely want to have? But, like, when we're with a group, I do prefer somebody else just, like – Take charge. It's a lot easier. Yeah. I don't know. I was – at the New Year's Eve dinner we did with our friends, I was the uh, – I was the person that the waiter went to with the sake. Mm. Sake, sake. Um, and I felt really cool because I was like, they're coming to me. Like, I must yeah. be, like, asserting dominance, you know? Like that – do you know what I do find to be really hot, though, is when they come to John with the taste of wine and he's like, she can taste it. Like, it's okay. She can oh, have it. see, this is where our perspectives differ so much because now that – like, I get – I see how you would find that hot. With me, I'd be like – Mike, no, you do it. Like, th- oh, like, you would be like, 
They yeah. bred it to for a reason. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, stop deferring to me. Wait. Maybe that's because he does defer to me a lot on things and it oh, yeah. overwhelms me sometimes. I think for me it's like, but that makes sense because you're doing the ordering. So like yeah. this is his little thing to have, like taste the wine. Yeah. like, And so you're... since I'm like, John, it's okay, like order just a bunch of stuff. Like we kind of already talked about it. Now you do the actual ordering. Like I like it when the wine comes to the table and he's like, no, like let her decide. Like sh- let yeah. her taste it. Let her decide. So I am deferring to him and then he's re-deferring back to me. The waiter's like, one of you fucking decide. Yeah, no, they do look at us both like <laughs> left and right and they're like, this is not fun for me. <laughs> like they don't enjoy it. Oh, oh, God bless waiters. Okay. Well, I feel like we have some situations to, to catch, catch up, up on. on. The, yeah. the uni, as I said, on the way here the universe does not love me lately yeah the traffic was bad on the way here i was like you know the universe has really thrown me a couple curveballs in january but it's also throwing me good stuff so i can't like complain too much sorry universe if you're hearing this don't like think i'm ungrateful and then like not don't spit me. on our food right yeah just like treat me well please i'm grateful for everything okay so but you have something that went on with louie and we need to hear about it a big situation. I will try to keep it brief. So for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you probably saw, just to explain some quick background, Louie, Saturday night, Mike and I are having our first chill weekend in a while. Louie starts getting very sick, starts vomiting profusely. Louie is our dog. He's almost two years old. He's a rescue. He's adorable. And this is some clarification because online you said he was getting nauseous. And as a non-dog owner, I did ask myself... (laughs) Oh, how did you know that he was nauseous? <laughs> Good question. Valid. Because he was vomiting. Vomit, vomiting a lot. And he's not a vomiter. He doesn't. Aww. So when he does, and it's like fine if it's like one or two. This was like one after another could not keep food down. And mind you, this is our literal baby. Like my sister's like talking to me from home. She has two kids. She's like, I, why are you caring that your dog's vomiting? She's like, my little golden doodle threw up 17 times in one hour once and we didn't care. Yeah. And like, yes, it'll change when we do have kids, I'm sure. But He's our baby. He's I birthed him. So we take him to the emergency vet. They basically like gave gave us all these like medications to do like outpatient therapy with not therapy outpatient um, <laughs> treatment with him and sent us home. And we're like you know keep an eye on him. Whatever. The next day he just wasn't eating. That was a telltale sign. He was not hungry. So you like feed him and he usually just like runs and like gobbles it up inhales we had to get a special bowl so he doesn't eat it too fast and it's yeah oh the one with the little maze yes okay love those but so like if he sniffs his food and walks away you're like oh something's wrong yeah so we're calling the vet we're like what do we do there they were just kind of like keep an eye if he still doesn't in a couple hours come back in he was like fine sort of but like acting weird and tired and whatnot and not eating i took him back during the day they did this like injectable fluid thing that like it was a big like sub q injections other dog parents will know what i'm talking about it's this big giant hump in the back that's like it's like basically giving them an iv fluid but that they can walk around with and like leave with under the skin yes thank god okay because i'm like sitting here thinking thousands oh my god if we like right now we haven't gotten reimbursed yet for with the insurance i'm out that my credit card's like five plus thousand dollars so lovely yeah so get your pet insurance so they send us back home they're like okay he seems to be doing okay and better (laughs) i'm sorry i'm just thinking about how i like i would spend that on clothes and you're like i actually have to spend this on on, my dog's welfare it's insane it's like having a child So anyways, they send us back home with like more marching orders, medicine, etc. We're still like monitoring and fine, whatever. So this is now after our second time being at the vet. Okay. Nighttime rolls around. Mike's in bed. I'm just finishing up my nighttime skincare routine in a robe. All of a sudden, Mike had just taken him out and was like, he had this crazy diarrhea. We're inside, again, finishing up my nighttime skincare. Very peaceful Sunday night, getting ready for the big work week. All of a sudden, it's like 11 p.m., blowout all over the bedroom carpet bloody diarrhea i'm sorry you guys i'm being very tmi no all over it was this is where mike and i get frantic okay but this is where i would like to freeze time and be like how did you react versus how did mike react and was it like stressful very good question mike's calmer i'm more stressful i'm screaming i mean i don't it's the the foulest smell like poop smells bad oh yeah but this like i know dog owners know and and humans like when we have no i know well that's why i say john's farts smell like dog shit so (laughs) like it's not because it's a compliment sorry yeah 
And so, I mean, we're like rolling around in the diarrhea at this point. Like, I'm <laughs> frantically trying to like get Louie up, but also like clean You're the spray. Because if you let it sit in the carpet for too long, that'll stay. It's all over my nice uh, robe. It's Mike's like, I'm just going to suit him up and like go outside. Like get his harness on, go, trying to get his harness on, take him back out. There's no time to suit him it's up. It's dripping all over. Carpet, okay. living room, everything. And oh the my God. smell, oh I'm my crying God. from oh the my smell. God. Oh, God. So Mike takes him outside. He calls me from outside. He's like, I'm just taking him straight to the vet. I don't know what to do. It's dripping everywhere. Blah, blah. I'm like, go. I'll bring your stuff. Go, go, go. I'll meet you. We to- go to the vet. And that was the night that we stayed overnight. So Sunday night into yeah. Monday. And I, they run every test in the book. Long story short, we don't know what exactly caused this, which is like sad and scary. But all we know is um, – the tests were all coming back normal, which is a good thing. Like, sometimes it's like a dog has a sock and they swallowed a sock and that's what's causing. Louie didn't do anything like that. So. Is that worse if they f- swallowed a sock? It's, like, hard to get out or something? Yeah, you have to, like, surgically remove oh, it Oh, no. Okay. But, um, so, yeah. Point of this whole story is it was just a crazy test for the two of us. Like, everybody was DMing me being like, this is what having a child is like. Everyone thought we were such good dog parents because we spent the night. It wasn't even a question in my mind. I was like, I can't leave. It was like a lot of work. Like I had to like clean off his diarrhea butt every hour and like put new medicine on it. And the vets were all doing that too, but like not with the care. You you know, they're busy. They have other dogs. I like wanted Louie to have individualized care. Yes. Yeah. You also humanize Louis more than the vet does. Yes. Yes. Louis is a human. We've talked yeah. about this before. Louis gets treated like a human, not a dog. So this is all. We spend the night. I posted on my story. Mike did probably my turn on of the week when we get to that. They put us in this little room and he insisted on sleeping on the cold, hard tile with Louis. Yeah. Like to comfort him. When there was a futon and they were like, he was like, you sleep on the futon, like you sprawl out on there, I'll sleep down here. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's really hot and cute. Yeah. Um, And, and it really was like a Because test. beauty doesn't come for free, it needs sleep. Exactly. I was like, thank you. I like, there's no way I'm sleeping. And I get colder. I'm colder. Oh. I can be on tile. Who can sleep when they're cold? Yeah. No. N- only men. There were blankets and stuff, but Louis, again, was like pooping all over the blankets 24-7. So Mike, Mike like literally slept in a puddle of Louis's diarrhea, which was really hot in a weird way. So. <laughs> because he's willing to get down and dirty. And honestly, this yeah. makes sense to me because it is the tale of the man that didn't like used to change the diapers. Yes. You know, it's like. You won't do, like, you won't get your hands dirty. and Men are getting their hands dirty now. And as advanced as we are as a society, I do think it's still ingrained in us not to expect them not to get their hands dirty, but then to, like, still be impressed when they're willing to, even though that's, like, baseline Mm -hmm. expectation for us. We totally understand that we're, like, the spawn of generations where, like, men never got their hands dirty. So even to, like, see Mike get his hands dirty with, like, Louis or be willing to do, like, the gross stuff is, like, Impressive. I don't know, it's, like, a glimpse into your future where you're, like, right. it's almost a little reassuring, even though you never really questioned if he was going to, like, be non-helpful. Right, right. You're, like, seeing it firsthand. Well, and exactly. It was, like you said, a glimpse into the future and a really good way. We both just, like, snapped into, like, partner mode taking care of this little being and like unspokenly just picked up different responsibilities like mike is really good on he just like memorized louis medications we have like seven medications mm-hmm. to give this dog now to heal him yeah it's like a probiotic anti-nausea all this stuff and mike's just like has it in his brain somehow i like had to write it down and have to keep having to look back mike's like no we give him his medication this time he's just very on top of it which i really appreciate he slept on the floor I'm more of like the diaper rash cream in the butthole. Like Right, but you're both we're we're sharing those responsibilities and I think that's so important. Yeah. And the last thing I have to make about the how this helped our relationship, there was mo- one moment on Monday during the day when we were still at the vet. Louis was like really just not feeling well. We could just tell he had the cone on his head. It was so sad. He's looking into my eyes, I'm petting his face. He gives me this look of like, "Mom, what's going on?" I start crying. And I was just like, this is heartbreaking. Like, I can't even tell him it's going to be okay. And Mike sees me and him and Louie, like, having this moment and literally started crying. Face red, tears. Now, for those of you who don't know us, Mike never cries. Yeah. So when he does, I've probably seen him cry twice in our lives. 
and I've known him forever. Mm-hmm. When I see him cry, it's like a big deal. No, it's exciting. I it was like I'm, sick and twisted. Moment. No, I don't want to be like a dickhead, but it's exciting. I was like, ah, it like suddenly brightened, and he was like, "This is a sad moment," and you're smiling. Sicko. You're like, do it. Yeah, I was like, you're crying. Yay! Like, if anything no. good came out of this situation, it's like I just needed to know it was in there. Yeah. Like we just needed to know. Truly, I was like, our dog like got really sick, but Mike cried, so it's okay. No, it's okay. (laughs) No, it is. It's I. The first time I saw Don cry, I'm pretty sure I smiled, and I was like, this is a win. This is it's a win. A win is a win. Now, when John cries, I cry. Like I, I would cry if I saw John cry. It's actually pretty terrible, but yeah, yeah. So that's the moral of the story. Enough about this, though. I just think it's very important. Moral of the story for but you Louis all. But Louis is gonna listening. be okay. Oh, Louis fine now. He's like back to normal. And, and now we it's think like, it's some type of virus. He's There's a lot me, going like, around. Look dramatic on my Insta story because I was no, like no. crying on my Insta story. There's a lot going around. Do. And now Louis like fine. I'm like you made a freaking miraculous recovery and making me look like a drama. It could have been a virus. I am, so it's fine. But enough about me. What about you? You guys have been facing some hardships, which I'm, again, I know I've said this, I'm really sorry for. So John's grandmother passed away this past week. And so we're going to Chicago for a funeral over the weekend. So we'll be, you know, like this is a Tuesday morning episode. So we'll have just gotten back. I think that that's kind of where um, I'm appreciative of how much time we've been together in these types of scenarios because you start to learn what like a person needs when they're kind of like going through something but more than that we're kind of like already in the season of like seasonal depression Mm. and I think one thing about at least like the northeast is like I've always had seasonal depression like have struggled with depression anxiety like all of that and then I think when you move somewhere where you truly are getting minimal hours of daylight Mm -hmm. it just no one is free from it right everybody's gonna get it in like some way shape or form right and so we've spent so much time just kind of like figuring out how to help each other out when we're in like a downtime, and it's really like benefited our relationship to be able to do that this past week i will say it's very interesting because every every type of like grief is like different for people mm-hmm. and so being able to have the conversation like there was a point where john was like i really don't think you're being that helpful and i was like not like he didn't like mm. say it like in a mean way i just okay. was like I'm trying to help you, but I feel like I'm upsetting you when I try to help you. Can I ask what were you doing? I thought that he, like, wanted to be left alone, honestly. Okay. Like, he needed some time to himself. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want to be left alone, but, like, I also was, like, not helping the situation. So it kind of was, like, an impossible thing to solve. And, like, sometimes that looks like that. Like, when you're down, like, I know sometimes when I'm down, like, nothing helps. Mm Mm-hmm. And so just kind of identifying like what somebody else needs when sometimes they can't even tell you right, can be difficult. And so yeah. we like had a whole conversation where we like reevaluated. And I'm like, I am trying to help for what it's worth. But the way that you need help right now is maybe not how you have needed help in past scenarios. So it's kind of like a reassessment time for us yeah. for like what actually works right now and like what actually is. Because I have this thing where I'm like, I – even though you might have really good intentions, they might not be delivered the right way. Mm-hmm. And I would still rather always apologize to you if my intentions aren't being delivered correctly. Just like how, like, you would apologize to me. Like, I can understand that you have the right intentions mm-hmm. and then also understand that it's not necessarily successful in its delivery. Well, and I think it's during times like that. Like, first of all, props to you guys for being able to, like, even <laughs> – Sorry. <laughs> Got real excited. Props to you guys for even being able to like communicate through times like this cuz I think with the death in the family, a grandparent, obviously it's very sad and shakes the whole family and for the person it happens to, it's easy for them to just like shut the fuck down and not communicate. And it's sad for you. You and John have been together forever. This is like you lo- losing a grandmother too. Like it's so easy to just like shut down and and like lash out at each other and not communicate so the fact that you guys are like having these conversations throughout the grief of like how like how your intentions are being delivered to each other is just like a win in itself and i know i know like 
I know everybody like hates an episode tease, but I know that that's something that you guys will talk about like specifically like you and Mike will like kind we of go into that. it. Yeah, like you guys am, yeah. are going to go into that. I think that there are like a lot of people so sadly that have like related to that. Yeah. You know, the, the getting over grief or grieving, grieving together. together. That'll be a good conversation. We decided just for reference that as Caroline mentioned, Mike and I are going to come on just the two of us and talk about that. And Caroline and John are going to come on and talk about other stuff too. Yes. But <laughs> that'll be a really good conversation because Mike and I have really never actually talked about that. So it'll be like a first time. No, that'll be really great. I think for this, I, it's more like um, like grief that comes on top of uh, like already like a hard time in life. So like for yeah. us, what we've learned is like how to support each other through bouts of like if you're going through like a seasonal depression era or if I'm going through like a physical like era of depression. And we – I know we got a lot of like questions on that on how to support each other going through a hard time. And I just thought it was relevant during the season that we're in right now because I do actually have some tips that we've learned throughout throughout the years on stuff like this. I think the biggest thing that John and I have individually learned – which is focusing on yourself first. Ideally in a relationship, like you don't go through things at the same time. Like I I have found, and I do love this, like let's put it the most dramatic way possible. Like when you're dating and like one person is like feeling really uneasy about life or like maybe they're feeling uneasy about the relationship, but then the other person is feeling like really steadfast and confident in it. Mm-hmm. I think that those like that yin and yang happens for a reason. Like one person's really struggling in their career while another person is like really thriving. While there's an approach to say, I am very jealous or I'm very um, stressed or upset and I don't know how to express like I'm dissatisfied in my career because they're thriving. Mm-hmm. I think what's really happening is that you are having a yin and yang situation where this person is on the top of a mountain right now, which means they can bring you up with them. Like they have all of this strength up in their bank to like pull you back up from where you are. Right. And sometimes you're up high and they're down low. For sure. And I I think like you said in a couple, it's so important for that one who's feeling the high more and being kind of more on top of the mountain. It's up to you to help pull up and motivate that person. Like yeah, that's – that and whether that logistically looks like just having a positive mindset around that person mm-hmm. and just kind of like being a bright light and positive like th- don't underestimate the power of positive energy around like waking up positive even when it's hard yeah like because yeah. it can get tiring to we've all been there where it's like you feel like someone's in a bad mood for like days on end because they're going through a tough time Can't and handle that. Yeah, like, of course you're, like, this mm-hmm. is extremely frustrating. But, like, to have that perspective of, like, okay, but I'm lifting them up right now. Yeah. It's not – I have a hard time being, like, it's not about me. It's about something else. Yeah. Like, it's – they're not mad at me. As we know. Yeah, like, I get, ups- I get upset. I'm, like, you're mad at me. And he's, like, no, I'm not mad at you. And And I think that's so important. Like, be able to recognize that it's not always about you. And sometimes people just need to – like, I, I know I just said – have the positive energy all the time to that, but that's for the person who's like the motivated one kind of on top of the world sometimes well, people need to be allowed to be upset like, just yeah, like, yeah let people feel what they feel and then be upset if it's going on for days then nip that in bud but i think yeah i think patience is a big thing but i also think something that we run into in the season a lot is when you both find yourselves down maybe it's mm. seasonal it's like you know that's hard and i think that's where John and I have had to have revisiting conversations to be like, this is how we would normally help each other. But we have learned from experience the worst thing that you can do when you are both down is try to put the other first person first. You have to say like, you are not in charge of my happiness. Mm-hmm. We're both going to acknowledge that the other person is not in charge of our happiness and we're going to level set with each other about what we need to refill our cups and then give each other the space. Like the best thing that I can do for John is say, don't worry like about me. You have the room to fill your cup back up mm-hmm. and to say to him like the same thing. And so then we're both allowed to like go be selfish in the ways that we need to be selfish about to like refill our energy I love that. And then like come back to the table, like whether it's a week or two later and say, okay, like state of the union, this is how I'm doing. 
mm-hmm. and this is how I can help you. And then that's where I can go to John and I can say, like, all walls down. Like, I know we had an episode uh, and someone was like, I don't want to, like, baby my significant other getting them out of bed. And I do oh, think yeah. about that. I'm like, sometimes when I'm like, I'm really struggling, like, I work from home and I'm going through this and I'm not doing well mentally. That's where John will say, like, as a partner, like, the way that I can support her is, like, maybe I do coddle her a little bit to, like, get her out of bed in the morning with me every day and say, why don't you come work here today? And why don't you go work here today? And other times it's, like, tough love. Yeah. And, like, that's okay, too. Yeah. I think it's all about balance. I know I say that, like, for everything. (laughs) But that's the thing. I think, like, there – there there can be some coddling, but then it is important to give that tough love. We can't coddle for too long. You cannot be scared to give tough love. You but can't I be. But I also think, like, you made a good point at some point of just, like, the fact that it ebbs and flows. Like, it shouldn't always be that one person is always, like, pulling the other person up. It should be that yin and yang. It should be going ideal situation you both are a power couple on top of the world feeling the best and that is attainable I think oh yeah you can both really be in a flow and like be really feeling it but you I'm just repeating everything you're saying because it was so good the focusing on yourself is so key I know people are always like self-love self-love have self-love but it's for a reason once you start focusing on yourself magical things happen. I'm not kidding. No, they do. Like, that sounds so cheesy. No, and, and all like a just, Pinterest quote. No, magical things happen. And it is a balance. And it is just like having faith in the other person because I can take a look at John or have a, a conversation with John and be like, okay, I need to go into gear of like partnership method here because he's doing the best that he can and this is as far as it's getting him right now and Mm -hmm. so like I'm going to do more than I would usually do I'm going to take up more of the household responsibilities and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I've seen him do that for me countless times right but also if I ever and when I ever get to a place where I'm like I cannot do that right now like that is going to push me down to a place further than I already am because it's an expectation that I cannot sustain Mm mm-hmm I don't need to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't need to do it. And it's like a, it's like a mutual understanding of, like, those things. But it is tough love. And I'm – honestly, I'm not scared to piss John off. He's not scared to piss oh, me know. off. Yeah. <laughs> no, we I'm know. I'm not scared at all. <laughs> like, if I say something that I know he's not going to agree with, but I do think that he needs to hear it, like, I'll say it anyways. Even Which if it- I love because I've seen relationships where uh, the wife just kind of pe- – pipes down and stays I have too. quiet but but I don't know if it's like a dual street type of thing because in a hard time he also does that to me like mm-hmm. he has seen me go through so many cycles of hard times sometimes he knows what I need to do even if I don't want to hear it mm-hmm. and he's like I'd rather you be mad at me for two days because I like like pissed you off by suggesting something you don't want to do and then a week later you're like okay fine I did it and it and it That's helps. really like at the end of the day, the most unselfish thing you can do to somebody that you're with is be honest and push them to be the, their best self, even yeah. if they don't want to hear it. Even if they don't want to hear it. I always say, and it applies in in marriages, I say like being a good friend is being the hard friend sometimes. Yeah. Like they're not like – it's. So easy to be the easy friend. It's easy to be the easy friend. But being an easy friend is not being a good friend. Yeah. Being a good friend sometimes means being the hard friend. Yeah. And that applies in marriages. So much. Like if the outcome is – if your goal is to help that person and it's going to be hard, that's the good friend. Now if you're just like feeling mean and want to be mean and like – No. That's not – No. If you're you're like – being honest just to like take out anger but But, you know what I mean like I'm not gonna let somebody tell me that I'm being mean because I disagree with my husband yeah but I also am not going to be mean to my husband right like they're very different things never mean no never mean no if John told me that I was being mean (laughs) like I would cry yeah I really would cry but we're trying to go through that right now and he had his like his sadness. And I told my sisters, I said, I told them once I was like, if if you ever see John cry, like, it'll make you cry. And my sister and I went out to hug John in the driveway. And he was like, like, 
we hugged him and it kind of made him like start crying. When you were saying goodbye? No, when when his grandmother was about to go into her surgery. And I look at my sister and the the second that he like got a tear, she's like bawling. And I'm like, I I told you. Yeah. Like it's actually like terrible. Yeah. Men crying. Like I know this is our society, but it's like sadder. Oh, no. It's really, really bad. It depends. There's some people that, like, their cry face is very sad and you just cry by seeing them cry. But others... Oh, because you can, like, see their heartbreak in their soul. Yeah. That's mine. If, like, if you see me cry, it, like, it, like, makes everybody cry. Yeah, no. If you see me cry, you're like, okay, just another day. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, before we go on, we want to shout out our favorite sponsor, which is Bride Bright, which is getting us all ready for all the events. It's getting us all ready for the pod. It's getting us ready for weddings. John and I both have the couples bundle, which um, we also have the toothbrush, which we love, and it has an amazing whitening setting. We love the LED brightening mm. sets. We love the desensitizing pen, which I personally really, really need. I love the ring cleaner. I love the whitening teeth wipes. I love the brightening pens for on the go. The whole thing is like an absolute steal. You can get the sets individually. You can get the couples bundle, and then you can also get it that it includes the toothbrush as like an all-in-one situation, which I do recommend because I do feel like it's the best deal. If you use the code HONEY at checkout at www.bridebright.co, B-R-I-D-E-B-R-I-T-E.co, you will get 40% off at checkout. You can also find them on TikTok at bride underscore bright or on Instagram at bridebright. If you're looking to buy in person or online at other retailers, they have them at Saks, Bloomingdale's, Zola, and Anthropology. It is a fantastic deal and we definitely encourage you to go all in on the bundle for your special day. Okay, so we're going to play Lover War Black Tie Event Edition in honor of the Golden Globes this past week. Okay, Lover War scenarios. We're going to speed through these for you guys. The first one takes longer than you to get ready. War. I need you to steam my dress. Same. Who else is going to do it? I don't have an assistant. Same. Like, I know there's men out there that take longer than women to get ready. And like, why? No. I mean, we have one sink in our bathroom. I need you to get out. Well, Mike's the king Make me a of cocktail. waiting until the last second to get ready. He gets oh, yeah. ready in five minutes. But it's – wait, so is that all of us? Because John sits there pretty much naked and I'm mm-hmm. like doing my makeup. He's like, let me know when you're five minutes out and then I'll start getting ready because yep. – it only takes them five minutes, but I'm like, but I am like in a gown and you're still naked and then you're still ready before they me. They all annoying. do that. Also, I don't know if any of your men do this, but Mike, I think like purposely waits until I'm doing my hair in our small, tiny bathroom, curling it and blow drying it to get in the shower. Mm. And I'm like, the steam just ruined my yeah. hair. Yeah. I think John's trying to make a point when he waits. Yeah. But or he's trying to get out of other tasks because if he gets ready first, this is paradise for me. That's true. Because then you I, delegate. I if you could pay me to delegate, I'd be the best person on this on in this country for delegation. I really would be. That's like, I could delegate like crazy. When Mike is done and ready or later than me, he's walk I'm saying go walk Louie. I'm saying, make do me the a dishes. Drink. Make me a drink. Do you want to make a cute little cocktail? Do you want to? St- I need steam. someone to steam my dress, please. Like, go pick out my perfume. These are the things that I need. Yeah, like you're put to work. It's my paradise when he's ready early. So maybe I. They do it strategically. Oh, I'm gonna remember this next time. They do this. Mm-mm-mm. They're sometimes. Sometimes they're that's maniacal. Than we think. Yeah, that's maniacal. But like, don't you want Honestly, a cocktail? Yeah, I want a getting ready cocktail, but. Here's the thing. I don't have time to make the getting ready cocktail because I'm already making us late. Right. So like, yeah, that's the men's job is to – or Mike, Hmm. like when we're in a hotel room getting ready for a wedding, Mike will be like – yeah, he'll just – he'll be like ready. Sometimes he'll get ready early and he'll be like, I just need to like disappear. He'll like run somewhere while I'm getting ready. And I'm like, where are you going? I don't know. (laughs) He just needs to disappear. (laughs) Like – He'll like be on an errand. And I need I'm like, to what remind myself that I'm a man. He's just gonna disappear. Yeah, like they just like busy themselves with stupid stuff. Okay. Wow, I hate that. Okay, want solo pictures before the event? What the fuck? <laughs> War. If I ask you, do you want a picture? You're allowed to be like, okay, like just one. But even then, it's like I kind of just want to ask you, and you say no. If but a man I want you to ever get a- asked me for a solo picture, no, I would actually cringe until I pass out. 
you already complain about taking my pictures. Like, he's actually one of the better men about taking pictures. Like, he knows exactly yeah. how to do it. But when he doesn't want to do it, it's like he thinks he's hiding it and he has a terrible poker face. Like, I know you don't want to do this. I know you don't want to even, like, take group pictures. Right. Don't then pop up asking me for a solo. I would just be like, for what? Your social media? Yeah, what do you media? need it for? You your, want it for LinkedIn? Your Insta? Like, I, men shouldn't be using social media. Okay. Don't you just want a candid, though? Like, I'll just say candids of John. I really would prefer yeah, him never ask. those are cute. Because boys can't smile anyways. They do that. Yeah, no. They do that elementary school smile. The one exception if with the solo photo, if it is if it's like for something, like it, or is if like oh, no. there's something in the background, like you're at a theme park and they want a photo with fucking Mickey Mouse. I don't fucking know. But the- that being, I thought you were gonna say like if you need like a new like LinkedIn profile picture. But the no theme park like, Mickey Mouse. You should be like professional. Enough Mickey, by can now? you take a picture of me in front of Cinderella's castle? <laughs> We're d- we're done using LinkedIn profile photos that yeah, are from weddings. Use? I oh, want you to have like get a headshot. Get a headshot. All right. The next one takes his shirt off on the dance floor. I hate it. I I love because Mike does this at every wedding. Yeah, that it's it's a split down the middle. So I think you have to be dating somebody that's good at doing that though, because when I imagine John doing that, I want to go hide in the bathroom it's definitely like a thirsty move but mike there's something called wedding mike which all of our friends know it's like mike's drunk wedding persona that comes out and he's usually like more reserved but he gets insane but it's so funny and everybody loves it and he takes his shirt off I love does it. he leave his tie on um no but because i have seen that i will say it ruins a dress shirt and then we have to like get him another dress shirt i have it. seen that I think I could split down the middle. Like, I have friends that do, whose, like, boyfriends, fiancés, husbands, do the shirt off. And then I have friends who don't. But I could pretty much look at them all and be like, if the people that didn't do it did it, I'd be icked out. But then the people that do it don't ick me out. Because somehow it just works. Right. You got to know which person you are. You have to own it. You have to own it. Gives you a kiss on the red carpet. Why would that be war? No, I think that's cute. That's love. But some people hate PDA. I I hate if you don't do PDA. Mike knows this. I'm yeah. like, you t- do this in private to me. Why the fuck can't we yes. do it in public? Okay, when we lived in Charlotte, Don was like a no PDA guy and I would get mad. All of a sudden, and I like tell her friends, New York John is like PDA John. I am I like, oh, I'm like, what happened to you? Like, it's awesome. And it gives me butterflies every single time. I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, be- if... My philosophy on that is if you're not PDA, I'm not saying like be so PDA that you're making others around you uncomfortable, but like don't overthink, like don't try to be PDA. Just do what you're feeling. When you're at dinner with a group of people, you don't always need to sit next to your significant other. You don't need to be like holding hands on their table and like rubbing their legs and stuff. That's not what we mean because we're like, we will sit on opposite ends of the table from everybody. Like we, we don't like care. We like genders when we go out to dinner. A hundred percent. I recently felt bad about this. I was like, is that very sexist of me that I'm always like girls on this? And b-? But whatever. But I just mean like hold my hand, like kiss me. Like it's a – yeah. Just do what you feel and you better be feeling that you love me and want to yeah. touch me. But what you feel better be that you want to kiss me. Yeah. It, it better. Also, maybe New York's just more of a PDA city. So whatever you're doing, there's somebody – in your close proximity doing something way worse because people are like making yeah. out in booths like they've yeah. never kissed anybody in their entire life before but so maybe it makes you like more comfortable yeah no one gives a fuck in new york you can do whatever you want do whatever there's you always going to be somebody doing more than you or doing less but yeah i mean all, overall like if if no, sorry when we're all on a red carpet together me you mike john etc mm. um if I don't get a kiss in front of the Getty photographers. Yeah. Okay. I want the kiss. I want the waist squeeze. Snatch me in a little bit. Yeah. And then I want you to like do the little walk off where you're like, no, like let her get her solo picture. Yeah. You know what exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that's Mike's the like goal. awkward. He won't know how to like navigate a red carpet. I'll just have to coach. Okay. <laughs> Poor Mike. But that in itself is cute because they have the little film where you can like see them talking to each other and it's so cute. That is cute. Okay. They are a bad dancer and have no rhythm. Yeah, I don't like that. I I hate that. I that's, that's war. absolute war. But I hate to say, Mike he he dances, 
Which, that's all I can ask. At the end of the day, if you're like one of those weird guys. He's not sitting at the table like, I won't no, get up. No, no. That would be an like that, how, that is like a deal breaker for me. Like, honestly. I who are you too, too good for here? No. That would be uh, bye-bye. But he tries. That's <laughs> but cute. But he just is. It, and it frustrates me. So it's not like I'm some like professional dancer over here. But I am naturally like have rhythm. I will say like whatever. Um, Has anybody else seen Nikki's videos of her dancing? We should compare <laughs> us because we both actually were dancers in high school. I like wasn't a dancer. I well, you danced in show. your Broadway shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, it wasn't real. But um, you, you're pop lock and dropping it. Yeah. I just have a natural rhythm. It's like and I love to dance at these events. Yeah. I but, danced like fully in company. Oh, that's until cool. college. I couldn't do we it. Need if to someone didn't dance, I'd be like later, literally. I didn't actually know that and now I'm fascinated. I'm gonna like grill you on that later. Um but yeah, no, I just like I like need Mike to take a lesson or two. I, it's it's affecting our relationship. It really is. I love it. And like I just think a guy that is a good dancer, yeah. hottest thing ever. This is like I don't know if this is embarrassing, but like when I was little, I would like go to bed at night. I would be like, I'm I as long as I marry somebody that can like dance with me, yeah. like on the dance floor. Like I used to dream that like my perfect man would be like a just a good dancer. <laughs> uh, like maybe my bar was just like so low that it's actually depressing. But I was like, as long as he's a good dancer. But like a lot of people can't dance. So like right. I, that for me would be war. And I love 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 that John and I can like dance at weddings and just like dance Is he wherever. Good though? Like he. Hits the oh beat. yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's a good dancer, for sure. Like no doubt about it. He's yes. a good dancer. It's awesome. Must be, must be fucking nice. But then sometimes, oh my god, my jealous side's about to come out. Sometimes girls will be like, "Teach me how to dance, John," and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "I don't like it." I would be like, "Yeah, like I don't, I don't like it at all." Like I like trying to be the girls' girl. And I'm like, yeah! and I'm like, "Oh," god. inside like, I'm like, "Actually, I'm gonna vomit." Back off. Like, and John's like doesn't get it. He's like, "Sure," and I'm like. Oh yeah, no. I'm gonna take a hint. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay, tell Selena Gomez she can't take a picture with you. This is the Golden Globes reference you told yeah. me about before this, um, where Kylie was like, "No, Timothy, you cannot take a picture with Selena," which at the Golden may Globes. or may not happen. We don't know, but There's speculation. I mean, war. It's giving like yeah, crazy. Yeah. And, like, we can be crazy. All of us women are crazy. Let's just admit it. Oh, yeah. Like, but this you, is my man. But, like, it ain't a good look, girly. Pretend to not be crazy yeah. in the moment. I have had so many moments where I've been, like, be the bigger person in this moment and then go home and tell them how you were the bigger person. Right. Yeah. I know it's so toxic. But I'm, like, you see how I could have done this in this moment because that girl was, like, mean to me? I didn't. And it's hotter when you're the bigger person. Yeah. I, I agree. Okay. For turn on and ick of the week, um, Nikki's going to go first with her turn on of the week. She might have already touched on it a little bit. Well, no. I Okay. I didn't like think before this, but my turn on was definitely like Mike being amazing in the Louis situation. But for the sake of the fun of this, my turn on and ick for this week are going to kind of be the same. And I'll explain. Okay. My Wait, I like this. My turn on, it all relates to like the conversation we had about like the depression earlier. My turn on is morning Mike. But okay. my ick is also morning Mike and I'll explain the ick side of it. There's two halves of morning Mike. Turn on is that he's always very happy in the mornings. Mm. He wakes up like a ray of fucking sunshine, which is a turn on because I Mornings can be tough, and I need good positive energy in the mornings. Yeah. So, but that, is it also annoying? Well, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that because I got a pit in my stomach when you said that he's a ray of sunshine in the morning. I was like, okay. sometimes the sunshine might be a little too bright, and I need to shut the blinds to shut it out. We'll get to that. I'll I'll wait till we get to X. What your what is your turn on? Wait, I want to know more about his cheerfulness in the morning because, like, I don't know that. Like, I'm like, what's wrong? And John's like, um, that I woke up five minutes ago. Like, that's actually what's wrong. Mike just, like, springs out of bed, does a workout, and is ready to fucking start the day. Like, makes a smoothie. Always, like, very optimistic about the day, which I think is a very admirable quality because, like, I, I fucking dread the day sometimes. <laughs> like, wake up dreading life. Um... Yeah, I mean, he wakes up, he'll, like, 
when he walks by me, well, okay, I'll just get into the ick. When he walks by me, it depends what mood I'm in it, if I'm icked out by it. So like, for example, he'll like touch a lot in the morning, which touch is love language, but sometimes not at no, no, 7 no, a.m. Yeah. Sometimes you're like in a small apartment. Actually stop touching me. Yeah. Like, it's, like he's, he'll yeah. smack my ass in the morning when he's mm-hmm. walking by and some, ew, that sounded so weird. I got the ick from me saying that. But sometimes I will like be like, ooh, hot, cool, fun. Other times I'm like, get the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just depends how I, what side of the bed I woke up on. If I like slept in on accident and woke up late. But if I like got my sleep, woke up on the right foot, got my workout in, then I love it. Um, But what else? Like, he'll like be like a jokester in the morning. Like, he'll stand in my way (laughs) when I'm like trying to get by and there's like clothes on the floor and stuff. You're like, just not there yet. I'm not there yet mentally. And it'll either be funny or I'm like, I want to wring your fucking neck. Yeah. Like, I just, it's a hit or miss. It depends on how I'm perceiving it. Yeah. So that is why Morning Mike is both my ick and my turn on of the week. It's a little riddle for you. No, that makes sense. He doesn't know what he's going to get. No. In Mike's defense, he's waking up like, is Nikki going to love it today or is she going to hate it? It depends. I need to, like, if anybody has any morning tips for, like, how to wake up really happy, I should probably just ask Mike. We sh- we'll have him go Does through. anybody, like, uh, that just must be like you're born that way. It's a perspective thing. It is a perspective thing. It, John recently asked me, like, if I really needed that many hours of sleep a night. And I was like, do you want to fight today or not? Yeah, we need sleep. <laughs> no, we'll have Mike come on and give us I his, was like, like you might, but I, I think everyone's just different. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need 10 hours of sleep to operate on what you get probably from five. Ask God. I don't have the answers. Yeah. Like, I really don't. No, I don't either. What's okay. My – okay, well, I'll start with my turn on. Okay. John is entering his, like, hosting era, and I love it. So we had this couple over for drinks on Saturday, and, like, one of the – it's, like, John's friend and his girlfriend, and we were, like, really, really excited to meet her. And so I'm thinking, like, usually I, like I said last week, I'm the person that I kind of want to do too much. And so I'll just do it myself because I don't really, like, want to listen to somebody else, like, whine about how I'm doing too much, like, no matter who it is. And so I said to John, and I was like, let's let's do, like, a cute little cocktail. And we have a little cocktail book, and we'll, like, make something there. And we'll put out charcuterie, and, like, we'll clean this and this and this. And I was expecting, like, oh, like, you know, they don't care. Like, you know, like, it's fine. Like, we'll just have a bottle of wine. But what I got instead was... Oh, like I actually saw this reel for like this really cool cocktail. Like, what if we made this and like bought all the ingredients and like, he what if we got real? He saw a reel and he's like getting into his little hosting era and he's like, what if we like do this thing and like where I usually take the little like nicks and knacks of like the like creativeness of these hosting extravaganzas, he's like getting into it. He's like invested. He's like, I want to make this fresh thing and like put out this fresh snack and like. And, That's cute. And his little like um, like farmer's market era, he like loves the fresh fish and the fresh veggies. And I'm like. A charcuterie board? Yeah. Like he's I like love coming to like my side with the little like hosting things. And it's bringing me so much joy. Yeah. That's your crack. Because I love it. Mm-hmm. And I, I always do it anyways. And like the thing is, is that he always helps. To have off the back of him expressing interest in the Christmas decor, even though I had to like eat my own crap on that one because then he had opinions on it. Yeah. Can't you went to lose express some. too much interest. Yeah. Like find your balance. Right. But I'm like on the back of that. I'm like life is getting so good right now. I'm like he's interested in everything I'm interested in and I'm loving it. I like that. It's not even forced. It's just like. Mm. I I love when Mike gets very into hosting too. Not to like steal your turn no, on, but he I, does. I he does. He really does. He's the one that will run out and like get everything. Yeah. Oh, I love He's it. A charcuterie board. Yeah. And he like wants to have a murder mystery party, which. I'm like, yeah. <gasps> yes, um, I love that. I also think that he's like I'm a year older than John, so sometimes I think he's like. This sounds so delusional, but sometimes I think he's like catching up to me in my year where I'm like, no, that's sometimes normal. I think we are the same person. And I'm like, well, at 29, I started to be interested in these things. So when John turns 29, he'll also start to be interested in these things. And that's maybe that what sense. I tell myself to sleep at night. 
But, that makes sense. Okay, my ick of the week is that John <laughs> ruins my pillowcases. Ooh, ruins them. Like he hates our sheets. They're linen and they stretch like crazy and it's not my fault i did my research before i bought them and they were not cheap like these were our big girl and boy purchases for mm-hmm. bedding so it annoys me when he hates on the sheets and like the duvet cover because yeah. like i can't do it like it was linen, expensive linen low-key like can suck though yes it can and i get it but at the same time it's like he acts like we should just throw it out and i'm like well we're not like made of money my yeah, guy and like, like yeah you use them sheets and you like them and he's just always in bed yelling about the sheets like he's like kicking them and shaking them and like <laughs> talking to himself about how mad he is so he doesn't respect our bedding and so sometimes like especially after he gets a haircut he puts on his like little do-rag and he has this one that's <laughs> that's velvet and it bleeds purple and like it is not expensive our sheets are expensive <laughs> what you're putting on your head is not expensive get a new one that doesn't stain everything it bleeds purple so it bleeds onto like all of our pillowcases i've tried to get the stains out a million times it literally ruins them he doesn't care because he hates the sheets sometimes men are gonna not understand the value of a dollar so I'm like, I don't care how much you hate the sheets. They were expensive. You need mm-hmm. to figure something else out. So now he like starts putting like a t-shirt on top of the pillowcase before he goes to sleep on it. That This is a contraption. Like these are the things that he's doing to not just get a new direct that will not bleed on the sheets. You need to just Amazon. It's like $15. <laughs> I'm like, how else do I express to you these sheets are more valuable than your velvet direct that is bleeding on the sheets, even if you don't like them. You need to hack into this Amazon credit card, go on, get him a new normal do-rag that's not going to No, there's bleed. one sitting up. There's one sitting up in our bathroom. He won't use he it. He loves the velvet. Uh, like the, and I've asked him. I'm like, is this like the next big thing, like this specific do-rag that you use? And he's like, no. <laughs> it could be worse, but that is annoying. I Well, and I'd be like, all right, then – it's up to you to purchase some new sheets, bucko. Uh, it's just like, stop it. I don't yeah. want purple spots all over everything. Yeah, no, me neither. So that's neither my ick of the you. week. It's just like very, I love. That, it seems though. like a solvable really issue funny. that we can't get to. <laughs> the two-rag? We Velvet just can't. I'm like looking it. at him as he gets into bed with it on, and I'm like looking at him with the side eye, and he's like looking at me with the side Honestly, eye. Honestly, just hide it. They he's won't like notice. crawling in bed, and I'm like looking at him, and he's like getting back out. And just I'm like hide getting, it. Anything like yeah. your man has that you don't want them to have, just get rid of it one day. I'm just going to order new ones and be like, I don't know how they got here. <laughs> okay, guys, we love you so much. Thank you for tuning in for this week. Next week, you all are so beautiful and amazing and awesome, and I want to be you. Yeah. And next week, we will have the boys on for first guest ever, which only seems fitting. And we will have so many questions of you guys for them to answer. We'll put them under the gun. We'll put them on under the radar. Yeah, why don't you guys submit questions? We hope you have the best week ever. We love you. Bye, my little honeypots. <laughs>